Hello everyone, I hope you're all well. Welcome to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to all things movie and TV. I'm your host Cal Duffy and today's episode I wanted to get into a couple of things. I wanted to talk about two TV shows I've been watching a lot of recently. I wanted to talk about a game that I've been playing non-stop and I wanted to catch up on the football with you. I hope you're all having a good week. My week has been productive so far but it's also very busy. There's a lot of hectic stuff coming my way but I'm also trying to keep on track with what I want to get done for this week as well. One thing I've been making sure to do is keep up with the football. I recently signed up to Sky Sports. We have a basic Sky package, but I recently signed up to Sky Sports and it's due to be renewed this month and I wanted to make sure that I'm using it enough so I can justify keeping it. So I've been watching a lot of Sky Sports this week, basically just the Premiership and that's what I want to talk about today in this episode as well. I want to talk about Man United's performance against West Ham because Jesus Christ, what a game. I don't know if there's any Man United fans out there who listen to the podcast, but Jesus Christ, what a game. And I thought we were going to get robbed in the last minute of it. Anyone who hasn't seen the game, look up the highlights, or if you've seen it live, you know what I'm talking about. It was one of those games where you saw Man United really dig deep and show the talent they have and the quality they have. An excellent choice in subbing on Lingard by Skullshare. And to be honest, Lingard had a lot of proving to do after giving away that goal in the Champions League this past week as well so I think he thought I have to prove myself and prove that I'm able to perform under pressure and such a spectacular goal he scored in the I think it was in the like 90th minute it was in the I think it was the 89th minute he scored that goal such a screamer and I thought okay we have a one fair fox to Lingard but the last minute penalty for West Ham Jesus Christ Luke Shaw and I thought this is this is the exact thing we need. De Gea is under so much pressure and he's been so good for us this season. He's been excellent for us this season. But a last minute penalty, that's stress on any goalkeeper. So the fact that he actually stepped up to play it and saved that penalty was unreal. I did feel kind of bad for Mark Noble being subbed on just to take the penalty. And they were talking about it on Sky Sports after the game. Roy Keane and Graham Souness and I think Mika Richards were kind of debating whether you know they should have let one of the players on the pitch take the penalty because they had already warmed up. Mark Noble seemed to just be rushed on to take the penalty and warmed up or anything but I think he's their specialist penalty taker so Moyes probably thought that okay Mark Noble has just as good a chance of scoring this as any other player on the pitch. I was so happy when David Day saved it because I was so invested in that game up until that point and then when Shaw gave away the penalty I was thinking oh for fuck's sake here we go again. We just bottle the lead, we give away three points and this is going to, way, going to be the way the match ends. Especially after Lingard scoring that screamer of a goal. Like such a goal to win it as well. And that means nothing. But David Gea really pulled out all the stops. He's been so good for us this season. Really happy for him. Really happy that he's catching form again. I was catching up with the rest of the games as well. Chelsea are like bossing it. Tuchel has really just sunk his teeth into this Chelsea team. And the Premiership in general. And just kind of hasn't missed a step in changing leagues at all. Liverpool obviously won their game 3-0 and they look comfortable doing it. That goal from Naby Keita was just excellent. And his celebration was kind of reminiscent and reminded me of Cantona's celebration where he just kind of turned around as if to say, yeah, what of an excellent goal from Naby Keita. Brentford are playing well. They got a nice win against Wolves this week, 2-0. Wolves are really underperforming. It's kind of weird to see, especially because in the past couple of years they've proven 
that they can go tit for tat with the bigger teams but I don't know they're just not at the races at all Brentford I'm only after looking up there they're in ninth place which is really really impressive the fact that they were only promoted this season normally when a team is promoted they struggle their first season up just to kind of stay in the premiership but I think the bottom three teams are Norwich Newcastle and Burnley Jeez, if Newcastle get relegated again Mike Ashley will have some explaining to do I actually saw on Sky Sports that Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville kind of sat down with Newcastle fans to have a conversation about where the club is going because they're kind of, in all fairness, they have every right to be getting angry with the club, with the manager, with Steve Bruce, with Mike Ashley, but it just seems to be never-ending. And I think at this stage now, they even said on that discussion with Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville that they just they don't want to see themselves fighting for any title or winning any silverware. They just want to see entertaining football. And they'd settle for maintaining their place in the Premiership and not fighting relegation every season. To be honest, I feel sorry for Newcastle because as fans, I think they just want to see their club succeed. They want to see their club do well in the Premiership. And like that one fan said, they don't want silverware. They're not, not that naive to think that they are good enough to win silverware. But she did say, we are good enough to stay up in the Premiership. And I don't think we're naive to expect our team to stay out of the relegation battle every year we're good enough to do that and they are good enough and in my opinion as a neutral it's just the Mike Ashley drama and dilemma he tried to sell the club and he's been trying to sell the club over the past maybe couple of years I think it's the past two years they were turned down by the premiership to sell the club so it's obvious that he wants to offload it but in the meantime run it like it's supposed to be run don't half-ass it because to be honest shoving Rafa Benitez out and bringing Steve Bruce in it seems like a half-ass job to me like why would you not give Rafa Benitez everything he needs to do a good job with that club because the fans seemed to love him when he was there he seemed to give Newcastle a bit of self-respect with the way they played the way they performed in the premiership why would you not give Rafa Benitez what he wants or what he needs to keep on doing a good job at that club? Instead, you let negotiations break down, you let Rafa walk, and you put in some fella who hasn't really won anything. Yes, he's a Man United legend and he's won things in Man United in the past, but as a manager, he's just not up at that grade, and I don't think he ever will be. And he might be a nice guy, he might be a legend as a footballer, but ex-footballers don't make great managers, that's not always the case and Steve Bruce just seems to me in my opinion as just a yes man put in by Mike Ashley to take the heat for Newcastle performing badly that's my little rant about Newcastle done but other than that I was very happy with Man United's performance this week obviously we wanted to bounce back with a win after that disappointing loss in the Champions League Lingard really showed his class and his redemption in that late winner against West Ham and David De Gea continues to perform. Top teams are really pushing each other very hard right now. I saw the table and what it looks like in terms of the top four. It's Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United and Brighton. Very impressive to see Brighton up there with the top four teams, especially when Man City are lurking right behind them. I don't know how long they'll hold on to that four place spot, but they're playing well so far. I want to talk about football and the Premiership and Man United on the podcast today because it's something I want to do moving forward. I have real passion for football and sports in general and I love talking about it, so I want to incorporate that into the podcast as well as talking about movies and tv 
I want to talk about movies, TV, gaming and sports. And as always, you can let me know if you want me to focus in on anything particular in an episode, like a new game that you want me to review, a particular match in the Premiership that you want me to focus in on, or a movie or a TV show that you want reviewed. You can always leave me a comment with a suggestion. This week, or this past week, I was supposed to go see Candyman in the cinema, but that fell through because the past two weeks have been kind of hectic, and also they stopped showing Candyman in the cinemas, so I missed that boat completely. So instead of reviewing Candyman in this episode, I'm just going to talk about two TV shows that I recently started watching again. In the past week, I've gone back watching Black Mirror again on Netflix, as well as Love, Death and Robots. Black Mirror, as you all know, is based on a dystopian world. It's a future world. It's based in science fiction and fantasy. And in each episode, it focuses in on a dystopian future where technology has completely advanced and they're living in a new age of technology. But there's also an element of creepiness and eeriness, disturbing scenes in most of the episodes. Charlie Booker is one of the head writers on the show, and I think what he does with Black Mirror is excellent. In every episode, you feel what the characters feel. The characters going through an action scene or dread or through a really bad time. Everything they're feeling is radiating off them and is soaking into you as an audience member. You're feeling everything they're feeling. And in my opinion, that's a sign of great writing in a show. But you also need the right cast to pull this off. And the casting in Black Mirror is excellent as well, in my opinion. In the first season alone, they have Bryce Dallas Howard, John Hamm, excellent English actors like Rupert Everett and Daniel Kalula. Daniel Kalula, by the way, in his episode, I think it's called Shatters or Shattered or something like that. But his episode in Black Mirror is jaw-dropping. He is just excellent in that show. And I think his audition for Black Mirror was seen by Jordan Peele, who made Get Out. And he was hired for Get Out in the lead role because of his audition for Black Mirror. It was that good. And I'm so glad he was because he killed it in Get Out. That movie was excellent. And he was excellent in Black Mirror. Down the line throughout the seasons, they have great actors come into the show. John Hamm's episode was great. He played a very creepy guy in that. And it was awful weird to see him playing a creepy guy, like a real creep. But he was excellent in that too. You know, in the season five of Black Mirror, they have Anthony Mackie, Miley Cyrus. Letitia Wright is in, I think, season four or season three. And she does very well in that too. She's another great English actress. This show just pulls off episodes and stories you would never think of, but they just seem so natural and they play out so well. I know I already mentioned him, but Daniel Kaluuya, he was the reason I got into Black Mirror, his episode alone. Not, not his episode, his monologue. One of the monologues he has in his episode is so amazing and he puts his all into it and you can really see his skill as an actor come into play. He is in an episode alongside Rupert Everett, who is a very seasoned actor as well, very experienced and they play off each other very well in one scene in particular and Daniel Kaluuya I'm so glad like he's getting the recognition he deserves as an actor as well between Get Out and Marvel he was in Black Panther as well so I'm glad he's getting the recognition and the work that he deserves because he's a very talented actor Letitia Wright as well another Marvel actor who was in Black Mirror I don't know if her work in Black Mirror got her the Marvel gig or whether she auditioned for it or not but she was excellent in her episode as well. 
very intelligent writing, very entertaining stories that keep you on the edge of your seat, keep you disturbed. In some of the episodes, anyway, you're mostly disturbed and on the edge of your seat because you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? There was a certain episode that had me so disturbed and it kind of gave me goosebumps at the end of it, the way it ended. It stars Wyatt Russell and it's in season three. I think it's called Playtest. And Wyatt Russell is very good in the episode, but the whole episode, especially the ending with the way it ends, it just makes the whole episode that much more disturbing and sad. I won't give anything away, but I would definitely recommend that episode as well as an initiation into the show because it represents the show very well in my opinion with its many themes of futuristic world futuristic technology there's an air of sadness to it suspense drama eeriness everything it hits all the markers for a great black mirror episode so i definitely recommend that it's on season three and it's called playtest there's only one downside to this show in my opinion and that's season five it was a bit of a letdown in my opinion. I was ready for this deep, dark exploration into a futuristic world with season five. And I just wasn't that entertained with the stories. You know, there was one good story with Anthony Mackie in the first episode. But after that, I just kind of lost interest. They didn't dive as deep as they did in previous seasons. Up until season five, you know, season one, two, three and four were hard hitting episodes. Each episode... I was enthralled with everything and I lost myself in the episode every time. The acting was great in season 5, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like the storytelling and the writing was just below par for what the rest of the seasons provided. You can let me know your opinions in the comments if you've seen season 5 and what you think of it, but in my opinion it was a bit of a letdown. But overall I would definitely recommend binging Black Mirror if you haven't already. Dystopian future worlds, science fiction, science fantasy... It hits on all those levels and the writing for the most part is excellent besides season 5 again in my opinion. But the acting is excellent, action amazing, writing excellent stories, entertaining right down to the last minute of the episode. So definitely give that a go if you haven't already. The other show I want to talk about that I'm a big fan of is another anthology series. It's an animation series, it's called Love, Death and Robots and there's two seasons available up on netflix the second season was released a couple of months ago very similar to black mirror in the way that it doesn't follow a character throughout the season different characters each episode the episodes are very short sometimes but i think that's good because you keep your focus on the episode because it's not that long you don't lose interest at all you keep focus on the episode right until the end and in my opinion it's an excellent watch because it's something different it's something unique the animation is always beautiful and keeps you on the edge of your seat as well with the storytelling i was looking up online as well the voice acting for this show and some very talented voice actors as well in terms of cast they had nolan north very famous for his voice acting on video games including uncharted they had mary elizabeth weinstead they had Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black, Chris Parnell, very talented Topher Grace. And in the new season, they had Michael B. Jordan. And because the animation, it's stepping up and up each season. I was watching the episode of Michael B. Jordan and I had to do a double take because I thought it was actually him acting in it. I thought it was real because the animation was so good. I would definitely recommend Love, Death and Robots if you're in between shows because again, binge watching it 
you'll finish it very quick because like i said the episodes are very short in places but again if you're in between shows and you're looking for something entertaining to watch to keep your mind occupied love death and robots is the perfect watch it has an 8.5 out of 10 on imdb and 80 percent on rotten tomatoes again like i said there's two seasons and it's available up on netflix in terms of black mirror there's five seasons like i mentioned it has an 8.8 .8 out of 10 on imdb and an 84 percent on rotten tomatoes so i would definitely recommend binge watching these two series if you get a chance black mirror is such a good show in my opinion it's so hard-hitting, the storytelling is amazing, and the acting is excellent. So definitely recommend that you sit down and get a chance to binge that. Love, Death and Robots, again, like I said, is a great filler show if you're in between shows, just because the episodes are very short, and you will get through it very quickly. But if you're a big fan of adult animation and science fiction and fantasy, you'll love that too. Before I wrap up today's episode, I want to talk about a game I've been playing recently on PS5. I downloaded The Last of Us 2 and I haven't finished it yet, but I've been binge playing it for the past five days. I played the first game and I loved that, really loved Joel and Ellie. Joel more so than Ellie because he's such a badass character, perfect character in my opinion. I think he's played by Troy Baker, who is in a lot of voiceover for games and he is so talented, but... I had heard online that a certain character was going to be killed off. Spoilers if you don't already know. I'm sure you do because the game has been out a while. But Joel is killed off in the second game. Which I hated. And I, that, I think that's why subconsciously I didn't play the game until now. I didn't buy it. Because I didn't want to live through that. Because it was traumatic. I have started playing it and I've gotten past that point now. And I've seen how Joel dies. And it was just... I was mad. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to play as Ellie because Joel is such a badass and I just gravitated to him so much as a character in the first game. But you follow Ellie on this game and you follow her down the road that she's going. And also there's another character in the game, Abby, who's kind of another badass character, but she's kind of the arch enemy of Ellie. So you have two different points of view in this game. And in The Last of Us 2, it kind of takes you on a road of giving you different perspectives of the way things happened in the first game and during the second game so you have two alternating perspectives on the actions you take as both characters i'm enjoying it so far but again i'm still kind of butthurt about joel being killed off i'm loving the gameplay the gameplay is the same as the last game the zombies are just as terrifying and i hate going down into like an area where there's loads of spores and you have to kill off all the zombies because they just pop up out of nowhere and in the last of us 2 they introduced different kind of zombies so there's different kind of breeds now whereas in the first game there's only maybe two three different kind of zombies where in this game there's like four or five so that's an added element of suspense to the gameplay the fighting is excellent and the graphics are excellent too i can't wait to see how this ends but I'm still kind of terrified of how it ends as well because if Joel dies off that early in the game, then how is it going to end? Once I do finish the game, I'll let you know what I think of it and kind of include it in my next episode. Because to be honest, the way I'm playing it at the moment, I'll probably be finished it by next week. I've enjoyed the game up until now, so I'm hoping to enjoy the rest of the game and Hopefully the ending isn't too bad or doesn't put me off the game entirely. Better not ruin the entire game. I hate when a game, the ending of a game, ruins the entire game and makes it bittersweet or makes everything irrelevant, you know? Because some game endings have that. You know, they just 
ruin it with the ending. I hope that isn't the case with The Last of Us 2 because the gameplay, the graphics, they've been very good and they've been brave with the storytelling. They've made a lot of brave choices in this game that have come across as unpopular. But again, you have to be risky sometimes to improve on a franchise. But they might be towing the line. I don't know how they improved on the franchise. They might be on the verge of ruining it, you know? But I don't know. I want to go online and see how a lot of people have reacted. I just caught glimpses of people reacting to the game and plot holes and the ending. I wonder, does the majority of people who played this game hate it? Do they think that it's been ruined by the second game? Or do they think the franchise is just as good with the second game? If you've played The Last of Us 2, please let me know your opinion on the game in the comments below. But no spoilers because I haven't finished it yet. Thank you very much. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'll be talking more about gaming and football and sports intertwined with movie reviews and movie discussions as well. So I hope you all enjoy this kind of content. If you enjoy discussions on movies, TV shows, documentaries, gaming and sports, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel where I cover all these topics in my podcast. If you'd like to listen to my podcast on any other platforms, I also upload it to Anchor FM and Spotify, so give me a listen on there. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.